3: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
4: Welcome in, everyone. It's hour number two of the early line on this Friday morning. Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wrightside here On Sports Grid, the Women's World Cup is underway. Uh, Yesterday night ended uh, with Canada against Nigeria. I believe that final score, nil-nil, if I'm not mistaken Mm. there. So you you see that, you know, the scoring maybe doesn't necessarily kind of pop off. But we actually already had two games this morning, Donnie. Switzerland beat the Philippines 2-0. They were favorites. And then Spain, Mm -hmm. a monstrous favorite, takes down Costa Rica 3-0. The reason I bring up the Spain game is the pricing around that one was comparable to the USA-Vietnam game that we're about to get into here. Mm -hmm. While Spain won this game 3-0, they probably could have won it by a lot more. Did you know that Spain had 46 shots? Ooh. Now, 12 of them were on goal, right? Do you know what Costa Rica had, Nani, in the shot department? I'm going to go like one. Correct. And it wasn't oh. on goal. Look at you, wow. soccer guy DRS. Here's my Stayed point as we head into this game. Just kind of a the pricing around this game is very, very difficult to kind of get behind. When you have... F- when you have Alex Ormuka to minus 800 to score a goal, <laughs> you have Sophia Smith to minus 450 to score a goal. This expectation is that the USA is going to win this game six, seven, eight, nothing. They don't need to. They don't need to. And they've not been doing that really in the run up to this tournament. They've not done that in World Cup history outside of the Thailand game, which was their last opener at the World Cup, uh, which they did win 13 nothing. I. Vietnam has had some struggles going in here. But, man, this pricing, Donnie, that this game is at minimum 6 nothing USA. It, 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 I don't know about that, Donnie. I don't know about that. Yeah, but let me ask
5: you a question here, though. In group play, though, isn't there a tiebreaker where, like, plus minus or goals scored for? Yes. Like, why wouldn't you run it up if somebody else in so, your own, you know, group is going to run it up as well? If the U.S. goes, hey, two nothing, yes. it's fine, and then somebody paced Vietnam eleven
4: nothing, and you end up tied, you lose that, right? Well, so y- yes, but if USA beats everyone in their group, no, and USA is favored to beat everyone in their group, and also. It, my point is more so than Donnie that, hey, listen, it's 6 nothing and a half. Let's stop playing. It is a difficult mm-hmm. thing to do to just run roughshod over a team like that. Again, if you look at the United States and their eight results in this calendar year in the build-up to this tournament – there, there are no six-nothings, seven-nothings. They played two games against New Zealand, where we saw a four-nothing result and a five-four result. Here, here is the one thing, though, that is almost a certainty, Donny. Vietnam will not score. They will not score. I, I mean, the, the team is over three to one to score a goal. I find that to be a complete waste of time. I there's yeah. again. What you just—the Costa Rica game, right—and that's where it's comparable. Vietnam is more likely to not have a shot on goal than actually score a goal. Like that is the the state of things there. The USA should absolutely dominate possession in this game and have everything at their disposal. As we bring the radio audience in here, the early line on SiriusXM channel 159. So, Donnie, have you found a way where you want to bet this game somewhere you feel comfortable?
5: Yeah, let's take a look and right, three to nothing was that score with Spain and Costa Rica. And as you're yeah. saying, like how many goals is enough? The one thing that we do know, and you can use this sometimes in like college football. Hey, Ohio State is favored by 35 and a half points in this game. So you go, okay, they could probably cover that. But in the last quarter, do I want like the third string quarterback, the fifth string running back, you know, walk-ons playing where I might be in the balance of covering a line. You take that out of the equation. The first half, everybody's full gas all the way through. Unless again, Ohio State just using a football Analogy is up forty-two to nothing midway through the second quarter. Then it doesn't matter anyway. But if we're taking a look at Team USA and how they line up, we also have to remember this, Kevin. They're playing for legacy here, which again is three straight World Cups. But let's also take a look at individual legacy. It's a lot of women on this team that would go ahead and say, you know what? You remember that World Cup? Yeah, I scored a goal there. They're not going to take their foot off the gas right away. You think Alex Morgan's going to go like, hey, no big deal. We're three to nothing heading into the half, ten minutes to go. I have an opportunity to score. I'm going to pull it back. You're like, no. Every goal they get racks up their tally when you want to be the best of Mm -hmm. all time to ever lace them up in your sport or for your country these games matter just as much as the tougher games that you're going to have later so if I'm betting a team USA you know Spot here, it's going to be in the first half. On the FanDuel Sportsbook, they're offering a 50% odds boost here, maximum up to $50. So I spent mine here, Kevin, going from a minus 20 price point to a plus 125. Alex Morgan to score one goal or more in the first half, and Team USA to be up at least two goals at the break. If I'm betting on this going, like, it doesn't matter. There's no embarrassment in the first half. It might come in the second. Team USA's got to be up a couple goals, and Alex Morgan's probably going to get one of those. I'll take my chances on that wager.
4: To me, because I'm somewhat interested in the second half being where things open up. You look at the Sp- – so, Viet- mm-hmm. by the way, part of the reason for this is Vietnam played Spain in a friendly a couple of weeks ago. It's 9 nothing. It was 2 nothing at the half. It finishes 9 nothing. Yeah. A-, a year ago, they played France at 7-0. There is a 2-1 Germany result in there that does throw things off a little bit. I don't want to rush through this. I'm going to talk about a six to one shot that involves this team that I am tempted in, and then we will get into the American League East and where everything stands. Is it still time to bet Baltimore here? Can you fade the Rays, Or will this thing turn around? We answer those questions on the other side of this commercial. Break. Finishing out the breakdown for the USA Women's World Cup game today against Vietnam. The one thing I do want to kind of point out here, we do not know the starting 11 yet for this game. This is a very, very talented team here, and the USA has a number of options. Uh... Megan Rapino is someone that I've seen people say, "Will she start? Uh, kind of what's the best move for her?" because they can ease into this. You are always respectful of your opponent, but this is a massive massive advantage here for the USA women's team, the best team in the world against a Vietnam squad that is ranked 32nd in the world. It's respectable, right? It's they're not, you know, down there in the the, the 60s and 70s kind of uh, of the 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 entire thing, but overall it's still a massive mismatch there and when you get that starting 11 that's gonna matter to how you shape things up with that in mind trinity rodman is someone that does interesting a little bit at plus 600 to lead team usa in scoring for this tournament and then transition that to a 19 to 1 price to lead the tournament overall odds are it'll be a usa player At least the odds suggest it'll be an American to lead this tournament in scoring. Trinity Rodman in this game, even if she doesn't start, if the second half of this is kind of all hell breaks loose and Alex Morgan only plays the first half, Trinity Rodman could be the biggest benefactor here. And as this tournament goes on, there is a world where Rodman supplants Morgan up front, Morgan has the experience to start in, in, in the open of this tournament, which is exactly what you expect. But as this goes on, you could see more and more of Trinity Rodman here, which is one last point to make then, Donnie, something that you and I used to do a lot on In Play Sports tonight. But the way odds move throughout a soccer match there always provide opportunity. You might not be getting great pricing at the moment on some individual players, Player props there, but if you want to bet somebody to, to score coming off of the bench, you'll see good prices start to check in on the FanDuel sportsbook as this game goes on.
5: Yes, and anybody that gets into this game certainly is going to try to score. As I brought out, this isn't a friendly, Kevin. This isn't, oh, you know what? Let's have a warm-up, and you're not giving your best effort. Just think about that. Hey, how'd you do in the World Cup? Did you know I scored a goal in the World Cup back in 2023? That means a lot for most of these women, and rightfully so in just about any sport you play. If you play in an international hockey tournament, you want those goals to rack up here, and you're right about that. Anybody's getting at least, what, 10 to 15 minutes out there, including in the second half, a legitimate chance Mm -hmm. to score because we're not taking a look at one one of these games, Kevin, or matches, as we say, where it's hey, it's gonna be close, two to one, one to nothing, a normal soccer match. Yeah. Not the case here. We are expecting a lot of goals, which means a lot of U.S. women probably gonna get great opportunities here.
4: Yeah, I am tempted by that under six and a half, but man, it's just if the United States wants it to be Seven, eight, nine. 8, it probably could be, uh, which is why you try and move uh, cautiously around some of those numbers. To move right over to Major League Baseball, which is going to dominate the remainder of our show here, uh, the Orioles and the Rays meet once again today. And j- just to hammer home this pricing, Donnie, right now, the Rays, the foregone conclusion, best team in the American League for a brief moment, is down to minus 185 to win this division. I'll tell you this right now: If it was Toronto, who had a one-game, a three—is it a three-game lead in the loss column? It's only one game, just you know, kind of yeah. disparity there. Wild. But if it was Toronto, Donnie, that had, because that, I don't, wanna, I don't even want to bring the Yankees into this. The Blue Jays that had that same record as the Rays, the Blue Jays would be right now minus 200 to win this division, because Toronto yeah. was supposed to be in the spot that Baltimore is. And I understand that stuff matters but it is to me another way to try and drive home this point that the Tampa Bay pricing is still taking a little too long to come back to reality.
5: It is. And maybe it comes back to reality this weekend. The reason why is sometimes you have a two-game series, three-game series is the norm. This one is a four-game series. So a lot of damage can be done. If you're taking a look and saying, like, okay, let's just say Tampa rebounds two and two against the Baltimore Orioles, no big deal there either way. But if you start getting into three ones, which, again, Tampa Bay can still achieve that even though they dropped the first game, or four O's with Baltimore can, you're going to see that price point switch because let's be honest with ourselves, Kevin. Tampa Bay, minus 185 here at the FanDuel Sportsbook. Baltimore Orioles at a 2-1. On price or you'll sweep The Orioles go to minus 185 because they have a decided advantage after leaving Tampa for the remaining parts of the season. But again, the odds makers, they're pretty smart people. They're sharp. They're taking a look at also, Kevin. Okay, dropped one yesterday. How do the next three games line up? You're not going to be surprised as well where it looks like Tampa Bay is probably going to be favored in every single one of those games for the remaining parts of the weekend, which means they should at least get a 2-2 split and can possibly win the next three games. I don't think that's going to happen because we're not getting the Tampa Tampa on the computer sheet that's factoring in how well they played in April and May in the early parts of June. You're getting the Tampa Bay Rays team that's not playing all that well right now, coming out of the All-Star break and, quite frankly, going into the All-Star break. I'm interested in this game because it's not a must-win. There's still a long way to go in the season, but you can't tell me that all that doubt starts to creep in now. As we said, hey, look, what about the momentum here? What about the mental side where we have to lead the entire season? We look at the standings today. Forget about the odds. We're not even in first place anymore more Kevin that's got to be weighing on the
0: Rays
4: well look this then takes us to today's game preview uh, I say let's get right into it here it's Eflin against Braddish and Tampa Bay the numbers above minus 150 on the FanDuel Sportsbook for the Rays to win this game and snap what is a current five game losing streak the total here is a flat eight right now so it shows kind of a, a respect for these pitchers or uh, probably that I, in some ways I wasn't maybe expecting to see here Tampa Bay Baltimore what do you like yeah, by the way,
5: uh, it is showing a proper respect to these pitchers, and also we'll get to that in a second. But also, maybe a proper respect to that ballpark down there at the Trop. Both of these lineups are very good on paper, but also, if we're looking at the pitching matchup here, most people say like, "Ah, oh, Kyle Bradish should be able to tee him up if you're the Rays." Not the case here. You take a look at his past couple starts. I don't think he's even given up a run in his past two, and he's got very good splits, including a lot of strikeouts. Let's also remind ourselves, as I just brought up, you're playing in a true pitcher's ballpark. You're playing two teams that are hoping to be the winners of this division at the end of the season, but more likely just be the winners of the weekend here so they can have the lead into the second half of the season. That's certainly going to play into it as well, but also flipping it over to the other side, Zach Eflin has been sensational for the Tampa Bay Rays this year. This is why when you take a look at the price points here, Kevin, particularly in the American League as a whole, why Tampa Bay can be so dangerous. Because also, if we're lining this game up, and you're asking for a best bet in this game, it's probably going to be to the under. Simple strategy here, two really good pitchers, playoff atmosphere, pitchers, ball park. Both of these teams going to be vying for every single out. Yesterday goes to extra innings. This game's going to be close down the stretch, but I actually like the under in this one. But tomorrow, you flip the page and go, all right, pitching matchups here. Advantage going to be again for the Tampa Bay Rays with McClanahan. Then you flip it over mm-hmm. to Sunday. Taj Bradley gets on the mound. This is why Tampa is still going to be a tough to deal with once they get to the playoffs, because again, Glass now will be on the mound as well. Look, they're a good ball club. They're just not hitting right now. So I'm going to lean more towards unders in this series than overs. And also, I do think there's a legitimate chance today that Tampa Bay can rebound, but again, don't sell Bradish short. He's been really good as of late.
4: Yeah, Bradish, as you said, absolutely on fire. Four consecutive uh, starts of six-plus innings, uh, and over those, he's only allowed three total earned runs. Yeah. You mentioned the ballpark, though, Donnie, and stuff like this stands out when you, see, when you see it. Eflin on the road this year. Eight starts, one in four record, An ERA above a five. How about in Tampa Bay? Ten starts, nine wins, one loss. Just to get nine decisions sometimes in Major League Baseball these days feels rare. Nine of the ten starts he's won in Tampa Bay. An ERA of a 2.34, which is incredible there and kind of shows what Eflin has been able to do so far inside Tampa Bay this season. There is still a lot for us to preview on this Major League Baseball board. The earliest game today is Cubs-Cardinals. We will, of course, get to all of that. The Yankees are a huge favorite as they begin a series against the Kansas City Royals as they try and climb out of the cellar uh, right now of the American League East. And we've also got Shohei Otani on the mound who will feature in the same game parlays.
3: That is all coming up next right here on the Early Line.
4: baseball preview time here on the early line as promised we get the move going to the same game parlays let's start it up give it to him DRS that's
5: why they pay me the big bucks here right settling in on a Friday Friday is payday we're going to a superstar at night in Major League Baseball It's going to be Shohei Ohtani and the Angels. Now, granted, look, I stayed up late, got a late start today, was trying to go over some numbers, said, what can I name this parlay? And I said, oh, showtime and but trademark that right now. I mean, if you guys haven't thought of showtime yet for Shohei Ohtani, I mean, come on now. Make sure you remember, please and thank you that your boy DRS included this for you. Showtime. Nobody's ever done stuff like this here. That's the name of the parlor. It's just two legs. It's very simple here. Shohei Ohtani is a menace at the plate. Take a look at this. 53 at-bats over the past 30 days against right-handed pitching. A 3.88 iso-powered number to 446 weighted on base percentage. Oviedo on the mound, right-handed pitcher. He's struck struggles pitching to left-handed batters that's where we're going to take advantage of it today and also we just need the angels to win Shohei Otani is on the mound so my goodness tell all your friends around the water quarter today like man Donnie just could showtime never saw that coming here what a genius he is and he's going to win this same game parlay
4: you, you could have done show me the money show and tell or what would have been my personal favorite the big show and then do a little little Photoshop and, and get look Otani in the singlet time? Like the big show. Unbelievable, yeah. man. Yeah, no, you, you, definitely, you, you, look, you <sighs> got to get up early to catch Donnie Wrightside, folks. Uh, for me, some old friends here. We've got a Rangers-Dodgers series starting up. That sounds tremendous. And how about a couple of former teammates helping us cross the finish line? Corey Seeger mm-hmm. for a hit. Mookie Betts for a hit. And let's get this game, Donnie, over. The nine and a half pays out at plus 195. I like where we're going today. It sounds like a
5: two and zero oh here on a Friday. But again, you're talking mm. about breaking brains out here with the names of these same game parlays. Yeah, they get sharper every single day we do them.
4: Old friend, I don't bets Seeger. Betts. There, there, there was there was probably more meat on the bone. Were they friends with Seeger and with Seeger and Betts? Well, just like you told everybody that the best friends anyone's ever seen, JD Martinez and Freddie Freeman. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like I mean, that's uh, a big live next door to each <sighs> other. Tigers Padres man Tigers Padres Road favorite for San Diego Seth Lugo has the ball totals a nine I told look just first glance reaction total looks high what are the Tigers supposed to hit today what's your takeaway
5: yeah, I don't know if the Tigers are going to hit today. By the way, Seth Lugo, some pretty good numbers in Major League Baseball over the past month. Not a ton of at-bats that he's faced here. Only 70 batters combined, Kevin. But how about this? A weighted on, excuse me, an ISO of 087 and a weighted on base percentage of 260 here. Good luck with that lineup here for the Tigers. We'll see how it plays out. But I sometimes I just pick these games because I just want to get angry for a couple seconds here. Reese Olson's on the mound for the Detroit Tigers. You know, average pitcher at best. Only 54 batters he's faced. But let's focus on this lineup for the Padres and his time running out. Picked up two quick. Wins there in Toronto weren't able to do much damage yesterday. But then I just look at the order and say to myself, which way do you want to go? Where would your RBI props look at this? Manny Machado, 57 at bats, Kevin, against right handed pitching over the past 30 days in baseball, 471 ISO power number, 522. He swings the bat. He said, well, what do you mean he swings the bat? He's a major league baseball player. Well, look at the guy in front of him here. Look at these great numbers. 52 at-bats for Juan Soto against right-handed pitching over the past month in baseball. 262 ISO, 426 weighted on base percentage, and a 17% walk rate. I actually thought that was wrong. I thought it was a 47% walk rate right here. (laughs) Buyer beware of Juan Soto when you want to include him to get an RBI and or at least a base hit. The guy doesn't swing the bat. There, that's why I put this in the handicap. Padres should win today, by the way.
4: The thing with Soto, and by th- I get the frustration, <sighs> because you're looking for hits, you're looking for bases, whatever it might be. In the last two games, he is hitless in nine plate appearances, <laughs> and he has been on base five times. <laughs> that is why we have this little back and forth, you and I, between Soto. Because I get it, being hitless, Donny, isn't ideal he is still on base in more than 50 percent of those at bats the thing is i don't think i don't usually maybe they like the a a walk prop like what is soto over half a walk each and every game game. (laughs) like what what would that prop even like like alex
5: morgan to score a goal today that's what it feels like
4: Sounds about right. Giants Nationals is where uh, we make the move next year. Uh, Alex Wood has the ball on the road above minus 150 right now in the nation's capital. This total, though, nine and a half. Maybe some good weather in Washington, Donnie, helping us see this ball fly out. Yeah, 85 degrees. Wind's going to be nominal here, which means that it's blowing from left to
5: right, so no real help. But by the way, the reason I like to bring up teams like this with the Washington Nationals, I really like this team at the plate, Kevin. Going up against Alex Wood, who's a righty—excuse me, a lefty against right-handed batters, a 275 ISO and a weighted on base percentage of 386 going up against right-handed batters. Why is that important here? Lane Thomas, you hear me talk about this guy so many times, and I know it only feels like it's like a home run every game and has an RBI, but check this out, Kevin. Limited at-bats against left-handed pitching. He's only a 20 over the past month, being a right handed batter, a 514 weighted on base percentage here and a 211 ISO power number. Take a look at Jaimer Candelaria, who I include a lot in some of these RBI props. He's got an 18 at bats, which isn't a lot, but that's over the past 30 days, a 438 ISO power number and a weighted on base percentage of 430. Let's go down again. Joey Manessas, the DH, the right handed batter, only 16 at bats, I get it, but a 467 ISO power number and a 496 weighted on base percentage against left-handed pitchers don't look you might not want to take the nationals on a day-to-day basis to win games on the money line but there is some value all the way through even stone garrett the right handed batter here a 381 iso power number over the past 30 days against left-handed pitching don't leave the nationals off your card in hitter prop parlays to score runs and also rbi they do do some damage now jake irvin's going to be on the mound the right-handed pitcher here for the nationals he has actually been very good against left-handed batters the reason that that is important the san francisco giants going to throw a lot of left-handed bats at him today we'll see how it does play out but for my money in this one i look right to the middle of that order for the nationals those two Mm. three and four in the lineup here they should be able to do some damage rbi props over total bases one and a half that's the way i would go in this game here but by the way the giants really need to bounce back performance they can't come here on the east coast and get rung up here they got to win games against the washington nationals
4: certainly so It, it does always stand out to me how often a Nats game. We don't hit. We can't hit every game, right? But we hit. We sure. hit the ones that you where, where, where Donnie sees the most value, right? Donnie guides us through all this stuff. How often the Nationals make this show? Because there's money to be made when it comes to the Washington Nationals and their lineup, and that's the name of the game when it comes to this stuff here. I'll tell you one team that's yeah. not making a lot of money recently: New York Yankees, uh, yeah. as they are uh, losers of four in a row. they Have been abysmal coming out of the break. Their roster is horrendous. uh, Yet I know it's just, it's uh, just if you'll allow me quickly, Donnie. I am -hmm. tired of of having things be like, oh, you're so mad about the roster. They spent all this money. Yeah, they're spending it poorly. They're spending it poorly. Like there's all this money on Josh Donaldson. Everyone knew the second Josh Donaldson got there, he was terrible. We. We knew that immediately, and they're like, "Ah, but maybe he'll be a good locker room guy." It's like, no, nonsense. And then IKF came like, What are we even talking about here? It's a bad. It's a bad roster. That's the truth Nothing. of it. It's not that surprising to see. And some of this stuff is extreme because they are only three. they are three games. Over 500. Again, we. I've made this point. The Cardinals, the Mets, the Padres would kill to have the Yankees record. The difference for the Yankees, though, is this is a team that every single year kind of hits a ceiling when you get to the AL postseason. And they didn't make that team better. They just left it in neutral. And they've got one big injury to Aaron and Judge, and now they are comp- – useless on a day-to-day basis they're above minus 200 against the Royals I am sure Donnie that they are supposed to hit or Schmidt's supposed to steamroll you can go through it all but the Yankees are just one of those teams right now that it's just there's no joy in watching that baseball team
2: no
5: there is no joy but there could be some tonight here and again you might have to take a little bit of a leap of faith because that one through nine based on right-handed pitching going up against them for the past 30 days in baseball it's horrendous for the Yankees and by the way go play powerball if you said you know what I think two guys in the lineup would be named one Oswald and one Oswaldo in the middle of the season here for the Yankees that's what you get in Peraza and Cabrera the big guys aren't stepping up Giancarlo Stanton should be hammering baseballs he's not doing that Glaber Torres has been absolutely terrible Anthony Rizzo should be on the the borderline of getting cut at this point of how poorly he has actually played. But here is that saving grace. Alec Marsh is a right-handed pitcher, Kevin. He's coming into this game with limited batter's face, 42 of them. But let me tell you something about this. And again, some people might be new to the show. Donnie likes to talk about ISO power numbers and weighted on base percentage. ISO power numbers is isolated power. How much damage are they doing on the plate? Weighted on base percentage and what's the frequency that they're getting on the plate? Instead of getting into all the details, that's basically what it is. To be a very good pitcher in Major League Baseball, you want to be around 170 or less. Coming into this game, Alec Marsh, ISO power number, 353. It's basically double, which means he's terrible. Now again, weighted on base percentage here. Form a pitcher, 320 to 325 or less. You're Doing your job and your average if you're around that number. Anything higher, you're not. He said a 436, Kevin. So I say this if you're looking for the Yankees tonight, now granted again, 79 degrees in the Bronx tonight, winds blowing out to dead center field. If the Yankees aren't hitting tonight, Kevin, they're not hitting at all. But having said that, Donnie, who would you pick in that lineup? Right now, basically nobody, except that they're going to get such a terrible pitching staff. Somebody has to step up. I don't know, Giancarlo Stan. Maybe you hit one tonight. If you don't, we're going to be worried about it.
4: Wins above replacement. Aaron Judge is the leader by far played half the games of the rest of these clowns. Half. I shouldn't say clowns. You get the point, though. It's just, it's ugly to watch. The show, preview, though, that you have been waiting on is coming up here mm-hmm. after the break along with some other games on the baseball board here to close out a Friday edition of the Early Line. Let's hit the ground running here. The Arizona Diamondbacks come off of their series against the Atlanta Braves where they certainly uh, held serve, but doesn't get any easier. They now go to Cincinnati to start up a new one. And Donnie made this point a couple of days ago. Any game that is in Cincinnati uh, is seemingly kind of getting like Coors Field Jr. treatment here. Ten and a half, Lively versus Henry. Yeah, two power lineups here, but by the way, take a look at Ben
5: Lively, last 30 days in Major League Baseball, not all that bad here, Kevin. Take a look at the ISO power number, an 048 and a weighted on base percentage of 231, but it, granted, it's only through 23 batters that he's faced. He's actually been average on the year, which I guess if you're the Reds, you'll take that. A 179 ISO and a 320 weighted on base percentage here through 218 batters on the season. Now, granted, you're getting a pretty good lineup here that can match lefties with a lot of left-handed batters and a lot of power in that lineup for the Diamondbacks, but if we flip it over and take a look at the other side of the equation. Tommy Henry, the left-handed pitcher, is going to be on the mound here for the Arizona Diamondbacks. And check out his statistics, Kevin. Typically, you worry and say, okay, there's going to be a lot of right-handed batters in that power lineup for the Reds today. And there will be. But take a look at Henry. 53 batters he's faced over the past month in Major League Baseball from the right side. An 061 ISO power number and a 276 weighted on base percentage. If we combine lefty and righty batters together, Kevin, over the past month, 72 batters he's faced. An 091 ISO and a weighted on base percentage of 252 one of those games where it is really hard to take unders in the great american ballpark but having said that why not take an under here today two decent pitchers on the mound today you're just hoping the batters don't go off they can obviously quite possibly i'm trusting the pitchers today imagine that trust the pitchers tonight in cincinnati i'll take the under in this game
3: Ooh,
4: i mean but Mm. so i would say though these cincinnati games so that's the thing right yeah. Five, four, and you're you're a, you're a sweat-free winner, right? With that kind of final mm-hmm. score, it's that, yep. and 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 this doesn't really matter, but. Going under in a Cincinnati game does have the chance to kind of make you feel foolish. That 11-10 game that, you know, we saw in the middle of the San Fran series. Yep. But all in all, uh, it's not like every game has been been going wild. And, uh, you know, just looking at their last five games, that 11-10 game was the only one that did go over that listed total here. Phillies Guardians, uh, as the Philadelphia Phillies look to bounce back again after yesterday finding themselves dominated by Corbin Burns. Uh, Ranger Suarez has the ball, so they're a slight road favorite. Over Cleveland here, this total checking in at eight and a half.
5: Yeah, you got to win this game if for the Philadelphia Phillies. Weather conditions 75 degrees, which is decent there for Cleveland. Wind blowing in at 7 miles an hour, but the focus here not so much for me going to be on Ranger Suarez against Atlanta for the Guardians. It's can the Phillies wake up, get off the mat, and start hitting some baseballs. They should be able to do that against Gavin Williams, a right-handed pitcher, Kevin, who has struggled with left-handed batters. 56 batters he's faced on the season here, most of those coming in the past 30 days, a 255 ISO power number against him, and weighted on base percentage of 343. We know the left-handed batters in the lineup here for the Philadelphia Phillies in their anticipated lineup. Kyle is going to be obviously a lefty. Bryce Harper, Bryson Stott, and Brandon Marsh. All of those guys. Quality against right-handed pitching over the past 30 days. The Phillies do need to step up going after that series. Like, hey man, you might be able to take that against the Brewers. Continue the momentum not so much over the past two games. I do look for the Philadelphia Phillies and granted it is a cheap price, but the Phillies are a better ball club than the Guardians. Suarez is a better Mm -hmm. pitcher than Gavin Williams. That's as simple as it comes to me. Philadelphia the Phillies on a Friday, they should handle business.
4: Fair enough. Gavin Williams uh, going through his kind of first major league baseball season here. Ranger Suarez has been very good on the road for Philadelphia. So it it makes a lot of sense. We'll see uh, if those numbers are able to hold them today uh, in that game. We flipped through Mets Red Sox here uh, as the New York Mets have themselves a solid series uh, overall against the Chicago White Sox, but the Mets need a lot more than solid Uh, if they are going to truly make a dent. Uh, And Boston is not but a team that is an easy out. Uh, At Fenway Park, though, this is a tight number. The Mets are, are certainly getting some respect here, Donnie. This totals big time as well. It's nine and a half.
5: Yeah. By the way, if you're taking a look at matching up Kodai Senga coming over here, one of those uh, international sensations, a little bit here to start the season, but my goodness, if you check the statistics now, Kevin, over the past month, 75 batters he's faced, he's been electric An 090 ISO power number and a weighted on base percentage of 262. If we combine left handed batters and right handed batters, and also Kevin, a K percentage of 33%, which is fantastic. However, you're going to get a lineup that really hits well against right handed pitching, particularly over the past month. And that's, for the Boston Red Sox. First five guys in that lineup against right-handed pitchers over the past 30 days, Kevin, take a look at these weighted on base percentages here. 445, 376, 391, 428, and 372. Even if we include Kostas in the 7-hole, 384, Yu Chang in the 9-hole, a 409, it's going to be a tough lineup for Senga to get through. If we flip it to the opposite side, and the Mets, a lot of the times, Kevin, for me, hit or miss. Yesterday, I really thought they would hit Kopech. Didn't do all that well. I actually took RBI prop chance is with Pete Alonso and also Francisco Alvarez, who had great numbers. Alonso singled late in that game to salvage the day and give me a little bit of plus money. But Cutter Crawford coming into mm-hmm. this game, he does have okay numbers against left-handed batters. However, against those power right-handed bats, he struggled, Kevin. Look at this. 38 at-bats here for a pitcher. ISO power number? 417. Weighted on base percentage, 405. Maybe you get back in there and say, okay, right-handed batter, Pete Alonso can do damage. Francisco Alvarez here, uh batting. Usually sometimes the DH there. He's a 414 ISO power number. I think I might run it back today, Kevin. Had success okay. going for a split yesterday. Maybe Alonso and Alvarez are the way to pick it up here. But obviously, I look at the Mets here. I think that the better pitcher on the mound, they just have to hit up there in Boston.
4: Yeah, and look, Cutter Crawford has struggled to Fenway Park all season long. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think that that makes sense. The the Mets, look, they've struggled to kind of cross the finish line in a lot of games, but there's aspects of their team. I'm just going to – just to make the comparison done. So a lot of their numbers, I think, look much better than the New York Yankees, despite the fact that the Yankees have a much better record yeah. uh, than the New yeah. York Mets. And that is kind of the difference in just perception, but also can be the difference in your day-to-day wagering. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go Rangers-Dodgers yep. here. Straight pick them right now in the FanDuel Sportsbook. Mentioned this earlier, uh, this total nine and a half. I just love when you get an opportunity to see two lineups like this uh, get out there on the same field here. Gonslin and Heaney, uh, solid enough arms, but I think both could be had here. What do you see in this matchup?
5: I think you're right, Kevin. Both can be had and should be had tonight. By the way, if we take a look at Gonsolin, can't get out left-handed hitters here. That's going to be a problem with that Texas lineup. He's got a 308 uh, ISO power number, to weighted on base percentage of 466. But if we combined both lefty and righty batters here over the past 68 batters he's faced, a 233 ISO and a 379 weighted on base percentage, equal opportunity chance to do damage. And you're taking a look at a Texas Rangers lineup, Kevin. Over the past month, that has really damaged right-handed pitchers. Take a look at Seager, 425 weighted on base percentage low 419 Garcia 430 Heim 470 Jankowski 436 Leonardo Tavares 353 damage can be done tonight but let's take a look at that lineup here for the Los Angeles Dodgers certainly no slouch either a really good lineup that presents and by the way Andrew Heaney I don't know what happened here over the past 30 days he can't get anybody out Kevin 63 batters that he's faced look at this Kevin an ISO power number against 368, weighted on base percentage, 426. These lineups are all green tonight. We should have fun tonight between the Dodgers and the Rangers
4: down in Texas. And again, both teams are capable of carrying a yes, load, right? Both teams have, have those at those high, high numbers. So nine and a half uh, does not feel too expensive uh, if both pitchers feel, as you said, like they can be had. Braves Brewers, With the way Milwaukee's playing, I'm pumped for this. Because we know Atlanta, look, now that they're playing bad baseball four four in a row, it's not the end of the world with how good they've been playing. But they snap that streak, the question becomes, okay, is Atlanta about to go on a run? Or can Milwaukee hold serve? Winners of eight of their last ten games. It's a tight line, but it's still Atlanta the favorite on the road here. Once again, we see a nine and a half listed. Yeah, Soroka's still trying to find
5: his way here in 2023, Kevin. Overall statistics, only faced 96 batters so far in the season. ISO at 241, weighted on base percentage of 381. That's not going to be good enough. Now, granted, we always take a look at that Brewers lineup and say, Kevin, not the most powerful, but by the way, starting to turn over just a little bit. If we take a look going up against right-handed pitching over the past 30 days, it's usually like a ah, mixed match of nothing I really like outside of Yelich. Now, Yelich has been very good, which included a three-run blast yesterday against the Philadelphia Phillies. Contreras starting to get positive. Adama starting to get positive. Winker up there as well as Tapia and also Joey Weimer in the nine-hole. 321, weighted on base percentage, which is right around average. So starting to turn the corner. I think they'll be able to hit a little bit today. But the focus is always going to be, Kevin, when we talk about the Atlanta Braves. That lineup and how profiles against anybody freddie peralta has been average here kevin last 30 days 179 iso 313 weighted on base percentage hopefully he can hold those bats then but as you see they can come back at any moment. Yesterday being held by the Diamondbacks, they start to score late. The Braves are just too powerful. Even though I don't love Sirocco on the mound, you basically are trusting yeah. the Atlanta Braves lineup much, much more than you are for that Milwaukee Brewers lineup. But a lot of RBI chances today, which include the first five guys in the lineup, which are off the <laughs> charts good for the Atlanta Braves, man. Unbelievable.
4: I just struggle because I do know that it's, it's just if there's a game where Atlanta doesn't look like they can at least be worthy mm-hmm. of a chance, it, 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 it doesn't really I not exist. Shohei Otani. So, DRS, you're you're, you're rocking with Otani for the parlay, mm-hmm. right? It's a victory, it's total bases. Yes. He has been, mm-hmm. I don't know, last couple of starts, five innings in each, five earned runs against San Diego, team lost, he lost, and then five, four earned against Houston uh, and a loss. Once again here, look, again, this isn't about the MVP. That stuff's all good and fine. But Otani has been a very good, very good pitcher. But he has been hittable in his last two here. This totals eight and a half. What do you think about Otani on the mound?
5: Here's the interesting thing. against right-handed batters. Shohei Ohtani on the mound. He's been absolutely dominant. A 109 ISO power number weighted on base percentage. 274K, right Kevin? 36%. He does get himself into a little bit of trouble going up against left-handed batters. And over the past 30 days, he's elevated to an ISO power number of 265 and a weighted on base percentage of 409. Now, there's not a lot of left-handed batters we anticipate to be in the lineup tonight for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Looks like Swinski, Reynolds will be a switch hitter, and Santana. So maybe only three left-handed Batters that show up that should help Shohei Ohtani. But flipping it over, it's really a handicap. And if you're just taking the money line on the Los Angeles Angels, not granted, it is heavy. And it's heavy for a reason. Why Shohei Ohtani is going to get a lot of money, but also Oviedo not great against left-handed batters. You know, he's a left-handed batter. Shohei Ohtani, you know, who has been absolutely electric here, and it's kind of a shame. The Phillies gave up on Mickey Moniak, and nobody here in the city of Philadelphia is going to fault the Phillies for doing that. He hasn't really shown anything here. Injured most of the time, but seemingly finding his way out on the West Coast. Take a look at Moniak through about 50 at-bats here in the last 30 days against right-handed pitching. A 3.54 ISO and a weighted on-base percentage of 4.61. Like, he's going toe-to-toe right now with Shohei Ohtani at the plate and some of these advanced analytics. I just think the team is much, much better from an Angels perspective. I think Ohtani comes away with the victory, which means the Angels came away with the victory. And as we know at the plate, he should be able to do damage against Oviedo, who really has been struggling with left-handed batters, which Otani is a left-handed batter.
4: We're looking at, uh, for Otani, the strikeout prop. It's seven and a half. It's expensive to get over that number. It's a number that has been dropping. He's missed it two times in a row. Uh, then it was double digits uh, in two consecutive. But overall, since we've hit June, seven outings, five of the seven. He has had seven or less strikeouts there. Uh, so this has been something that that's went up. You're starting to see the number drop. Do you kind of come back here, pay minus 140 to get over? You could consider it. Uh, D.R.S., before we hit the break quickly, uh, Mariners, Blue Jays, was there anything you really wanted to get there? No, not really. Just an interesting
5: matchup there where maybe the Mariners can turn the corner, but also the Toronto Blue Jays with Kikuchi here. They're both in those holding patterns. One of these teams has to give in, but also you're taking a look at one of the true pitchers' ballparks out there in Major League Ooh. Baseball. You probably yeah. would just stay under. It just seems that's we ever taken a Mariners over. It just doesn't seem possible.
4: Certainly not. Here's what also doesn't seem possible: catching Brian Harmon. Eagle is how he just finished out his round. Bogey free, eagle on 18, Donnie. He is now a plus 180 on the Vanduul Sportsbook to win the Open Championship with 10 Boo. under uh, as they will go into the weekend. Listen up, close it out.
5: Final segment of For the Week here on The Early Line. SiriusXM XM Channel 159, Sports Grid Network. Down to right side, Kevin Wall, 7 to 9 a.m. What more can you say? Did we bring the heat or not this morning? And also, a lot of things going on live. We just told you about Brian Harmon, 10 under now in the Open Championship, which... Doesn't look good for my futures here. It looks like he might just be able to run away with this thing. And particularly if we're talking about weather conditions coming in over the weekend, that should help him right now with a five-stroke lead. A lot of good topics to talk about over at the open and also tonight the World Cup, the Women's World Cup. Team USA going to take on Vietnam as a monster favorite. Went over some bets and some price points that do make some sense, so certainly we'll be cheering on that a little bit later tonight. Talked about some NFL action where some of these teams line up for the season, which include the Washington Commanders and how they're going to turn out. Can they hit their team total? Will Sam Howe be certainly a very good player this season? They're going to need it because they're a 13-1 to price point to win the NFC East. Major League Baseball, awesome. We have some same game parlays in action which include showtime for me tonight just win the game angels oh tiny get a double down the line we'll handle our business we'll have some fun and i know that's going to work out now we got some big things to talk about the washington commanders officially the dan snyder era is over listen up Ah, Daniel Snyder now out. And the thing I like most about this is, number one, you get an owner that was very poor over the past 25 years, to say the least, now out of the league. And maybe the Washington Commanders can rebuild that franchise into one of the more iconic franchises that we saw over the first, I don't know, 75 years of the Washington football team. They've been through a lot of changes here, a lot of team names here, and also branding purposes for the future just to remove every single thing that Daniel Snyder has done Maybe they have the chance to do that, including a new practice facility, a new stadium, and could it be, as they're talking about, rebranding once again all the commanders, which, quite frankly, I would be all for. Give it the team, as I like to say, back to the people. They can do this. Let the people vote on the new name, not what Daniel Snyder actually wanted. It is what it is. Let's see what happens down in Washington for that football team.
0: Stay tuned now. And Stevens in the morning after, coming up next.